Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caring Bar. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. It's so great to see you. And for everyone at home, I can't see you. I can tell you, though, I am missing you. I'm missing singing. I'm missing seeing faces. I'm missing giving people a hug. Um, I'm so grateful that I get to sing still in the comfort of um, Lady Carrington Drive, where there is no one that walks with me, where I can sing to my heart's consent my worship songs. But I miss you, yeah? I miss the things I still really miss, you know? Just sitting under that worship this morning, Grant and the team, it's such a blessing because, it, you know, this theme for me has been... Um, it's an invitation from God, you know. I think we're at this really interesting crossroads, uh, the church at the moment. And, um, you know, as I was kind of praying this morning and just sitting under the worship of Grant and the team, I was just really uh, reminded of the persecuted church. I think I have a little bit more maybe empathy and compassion towards so many people around the world who actually don't have the privilege of singing in the context of community. And I was like, you know, God, despite the fact that there's opposition, you are so true to your word because God always makes a way where there is no way. And the presence of God cannot be contained even though we can't sing together. I believe wholeheartedly that God is still moving powerfully in our lives despite the fact that we have some new challenges and some different challenges that we're facing, that God is still true to who he is. God is still at work. God is still answering prayer. God is still making a way where there is no way. And we're hopeful that we can gather together in community again soon because I miss you and um, I'm grateful for this space. I'm grateful for seeing people and I'm grateful for the changes that are happening even though I can't quite see what the end is, I know and I trust that God is an impossible God, the God that we serve. And, um, you know, one of my favourite passages in Scripture is from Ephesians 3. Um, you know, that, that God is able to do immeasurably more than anything we could ever ask, dream or imagine according to his power at work within us. And I trust that that promise is true. It wasn't just written for the church back then. It's written for us. It's a, it's a gift that God's given us. And um, I'm super excited about preaching this morning. Um, and it's going to be a bit go with the flow. Because last week, uh, when I was in prayer in the morning, uh, Jared spoke up. And I just felt really prompted by God to in invite Jared to share this space with me this morning. And uh, this week when we had our 24 hours of prayer and Jaron was there and I rang Ali and Jaron afterwards around some stuff that God was doing in their lives and uh, I felt really prompted by God to say, hey Jaron, are you up for tag teaming during preaching? He's like, yeah, for sure. 
He's like, let's just go with it. So I'm like, radio, we'll just go with it then. So I promise you, he has not been prepped at all. No questions, no beforehand. So we'll see what God does in and through this space. It's going to be interesting, but I'm super excited. So let me just pray, and then I'm just going to read the word and get um, into this invitation this morning. And I just want you to position your hearts, because I think there is something exciting that God is doing beyond what we can see. And I really am praying this morning that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, would breathe life into you. Because we have a God that knows each of us intricately. He knows you intricately. That's what the psalm says, right? He knows when you sit. He knows when you stand. He knows what you're thinking. He can perceive your thoughts from afar. And he loves you so, so much. And I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit that, that the Lord wants to breathe life into you today, no matter where you're at. And I trust that the Lord is moving, and I trust this morning that God has got something to say to you. So let me pray for you. Father, I just want to thank you for what you're doing across your church, not just here at Kingsway. And, you know, this week, God, I just want to glorify you and thank you so much I've had messages and texts this week of people getting breakthrough, um, answered prayer. I thank you, Lord God, for um, your transformational work, uh, your transformational power at work in our lives. And I thank you, Lord God, that this is not about my capacity. It's about your capacity. It's your church. It's your work. And, Lord, we just surrender today to what it is that you want to say in and through us. And Holy Spirit, we just give you permission to move. And I pray, Lord God, to thank you for this invitation this morning, that you are inviting us into a greater level of trust and faith in you. And we just surrender to you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to put the Bible verse up this morning. It's from uh, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians, Galatians 2, 2 to 7, and it's from the message, and it should be up. Yeah, great. By the seventh day, God had finished his work. On the seventh day, he rested from all work, all his work. God blessed the seventh day. He made it a holy day because on that day, he rested from his work, all the created all the creating God had done. This is the story of how it all started, of heaven and earth, when they were created. At the time God made the earth and heaven, before any grasses or shrubs had sprouted from the ground, God hadn't yet sent rain on earth, nor was there anyone around to work the ground. The whole earth was watered by underground springs. God formed man out of the dirt for the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a soul, a living soul. And it's from Genesis 2, 2 to 7. Sorry about the um, broken English. I need my glasses. Someone needs to remind me every time I get up here. So that is from Genesis. And one of the things that was amazing about this passage when I read it, and it just really prompted me in my spirit around the fact that actually there was... Um, where it, it, the, the God didn't just breathe life into man. He breathed life into earth, into creation, into every living being. And this kind of stood with me for a little bit. And I thought, you know, how often do we miss the presence of God in our everyday, ordinary lives? 
while we take in the breadth of creation, the beauty of what God's done, the, the sunset, the sunrise, going for a surf, seeing the beautiful animals that God's created, and the breath of life, you know, this God that we serve is always at work, always moving. And I think the challenge for me and for you is that we need to learn to look for it. But I have this video I want you to watch. That human imagination may or may not be led by God's Spirit, depending on your view of Scripture and depending on the parts of Scripture that you may like or not like. I have come to think that our several theological traditions and denominations are simply human filters of imagination so that in all of our church traditions and denominations we are busy imagining God. In the traditions that I know best, among Presbyterians, God is imagined to be a lawyer because Calvin was a lawyer. Among Episcopalians, God is imagined to be an artist because everything is lovely and aesthetic. <laughs> and in my own church, the United Church of Christ, God is imagined to be a social worker because if we do more, the world will get better, because as we liberals say, Christ has no hands but our hands. Nobody is immune, and I want you to reflect while I'm talking on your lens of imagination through which you filter the God of the Bible to see how much it is spirit-led and how much it is simply a filter of your vested interest or your hopes or your fears or eventually your hurts. Because I believe we do filter God through our hopes and through our hurts and through our fears. For those of you who don't know, that's Walter Brueggemann. He's an Old Testament historian. When I watched that sermon, it really stood out to me around some of the challenges I've had in my own Christian walk, around some of the challenges I've had in regard to how I filter God, the God of the impossible. Sometimes I think, if I'm honest with you, um, about 20-something years ago, my father, who was not a Christian at the time, uh, he ended up um, getting aggressive lung cancer. And I prayed for him, and he got worse. And I prayed for him again, and he got worse. And tragically, he died six weeks from the diagnosis that he was given. The night before he died, um, I went into his room, and he said, Jen, Jen, I'm not doing well. And I said, OK. And he said, can you pray for me? And I said, sure, Dad. And I was absolutely, if I ever was a moment of having 100% faith that God was going to heal him, it was in that moment. And he died about five hours later. And it took me ages, I think, from that experience to have an understanding because that experience in and of itself almost filtered my understanding of how God acts. Our filters make a difference in our capacity, or that's at least my experience, 
There are times that my filters, based on my hopes, based on my fears, based on my disappointments, based on my Christian heritage, give me a picture of who God is. And that picture is sometimes helpful, but if I'm honest, that picture is also needs to be deconstructed. And I need the courage to surrender how I filter the God of the universe through my own lens because it's broken. Because that's what we share, right? There's a sense of brokenness, I think, in how we view God. And I think in Isaiah it says, you know, no, he has, uh, sorry, in Isaiah it, it says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work, God's decree. For as the sky roar above the earth, so the way I work suppresses the way you work, and the way I think is way beyond the way you think. But maybe instead of looking at that as something that's, I don't know, negative, what a beautiful opportunity that we have to discover that more and more as we surrender to the truth of who God is, the sovereignty of God, we surrender to the invitation God gives us every day as our part of we living out our ordinary lives, to discovering truly the God of the universe that breathes life into each one of us. You see, that narrative that was written all those years ago is not just a story to tell us how creation was formed. It's actually a narrative that gives us insight into the power of a God that we serve. He breathes life into all creation. And that story continues today in your life and in my life. The God of creation is breathing life into you. The God of creation is breathing understanding in you. The God of creation is the one that has the capacity to bring hope where there is hopelessness, to bring joy where there is mourning, to bring healing where there is sickness, to bring, to bring vision into something that's lifeless. God has not finished with the church. In fact, my hunch is, because he is creator God, we're just beginning to see what God is going to do in and through this COVID pandemic. Because the truth of who God is, is that he is a creator God that is inviting us to discover the power of his work in our lives. And today I believe wholeheartedly he wants to breathe life into each one of us. And he's giving us an invitation He's giving us an invitation to imagine. He's giving us an invitation into where he's leading us to. He's giving us an invitation to challenge some of our preconceived ideas about who he is and how he acts. He's giving us an invitation to trust him when we feel most vulnerable. He's giving us an invitation to press into prayer in areas where we may be not seeing a breakthrough. Because if I look at scripture, if one thing I know is true, God is always faithful to his word. And God is always faithful to bring healing and reconciliation and transformation into everything we walk through. So if it's not over, it's, if it's not over yet, it's not over. 
Let's keep trusting, believing, and holding on to that invitation that God gives to see beyond what we can see with our human eyes and to make assessments with our human eyes. And I want to ask Jaron to come up. I have a few questions for him this morning because I wanted to catch a glimpse of what God's doing in and through his life at the moment as he rediscovers the God of the impossible. So, Jaron, thanks for coming. Um, I have another microphone on the chair for you. Yeah. And I have some questions for you. So when you actually think about God breathing into creation and you think about God breathing into your everyday life now, during this time in your life, however old you are, what do you think of? What comes to mind? What does this even mean, God breathing life into? I think of, I actually think of provision. Um, but keeping me safe somehow in the midst of my stupidity. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's life for me. That's what that means, you know. Because, I don't know, I feel like I always land somewhere safe and I always do the wrong thing to get there. So. <laughs> what was the verse that you said to me this week? Genesis. It was a Genesis. I should know this, shouldn't I? Genesis 2, 2 to 7. Folly. Oh, the one, oh, Isaiah. So it was Isaiah 55, 8. I don't think the way you think, the way you work, isn't the way I work, God's decree. For as the sky soars above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work, and the way I think is beyond the way you think. Yeah, I like to trust that. <laughs> yeah. That the way I think isn't the way that God thinks, because if I were dealing with me in his position, it my life would look very different. <laughs> yeah, I think the limitation that I place on God based on how I treat people is something that I just praise him that he doesn't share that point of view yeah. a lot of the time. But life coming from God, my, my life probably should never have started because I was really born really early and sick for like the first year of my life and escaping onto highways and things when I was a little baby and just the story throughout my life has been that God's got me, you know. It's good. So I was just wondering when you said that too about, you know, the limitations you put on your life in regards to other people. For me as well, it's also been the limitations I put on my life. So it's so comforting to think that um, I serve a God that believes in me more than I believe in myself. <laughs> Don't you reckon? You definitely yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you reckon for you has been the most challenging part about um, following God through this pandemic? Um, nice, easy question. Well, isolation. Yeah. You know, I, I'm really good at keeping my mouth shut a little bit. So if I don't have people kind of keeping me honest, I just can drift off and do my own thing. Oh, it's pretty hard to do in my house with Ali, but being married to a powerful woman. Is... She's a good woman. I, I, I said to someone this morning that I wanted to stop praying for things, because 
I don't really mean it, but because they have a habit of happening. <laughs> and I've got no control over what she's praying for as well. So why does that make you feel uncomfortable? It shouldn't really, because it's all been blessings. I think that's in my nature to want to just have a little bit of a say in what's about to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's best that I don't. That's something I've learned as well. So. Yeah. So what are you noticing during this time, um, just from your perspective, that's probably inspired you or challenged you hmm. or helped you see things differently through this time of COVID? Um, I, I think I found myself falling into a bit, bit of um, like depression and anxiety, just anxious at the start of this season. Um, we, with a new baby on the way and work kind of up in the air, um, a bit worried about what we're going to do. And there was a sense of calm that I, I didn't create. <laughs> it just, God just, his spirit calmed our entire household. And there was so much unexpected uh, blessing that's come through, which I, I expected this to be you know, a, a real trial and just walking by faith, but it's been walking in one blessing after another. I, I don't know where that's come from, but... And then as we've kind of responded to things along the way, they've continued. And we've had... This week we've had... Uh, we, we reached out to an organisation that we wanted to kind of... Um, contribute to in some way because we felt called to. Um, and then the next day, Ali lost the job. So that was kind of thinking, oh, what have we done? <laughs> the day after, I was given an opportunity for something that just doesn't happen normally. Um, and the conditions of her leaving work meant that it kind of made no financial difference. So I don't really understand that fully because I, I just I believe you when you tell me, but how, how's that possible? I don't know. But in the process, we've actually hooked up with this other organisation and seeing some of what they do with child trafficking. And it takes about 10 seconds for you to go, yeah, what am I worried about? Why am I thinking about these things? You know, All these things that we're worried we won't have, they're just, yeah. I don't know. So it's been conviction. Yeah, okay. That's been a blessing. Yeah, it's funny because I, I think for a lot of people that I've spoken to, the anxiety and a sense of kind of fear or uncertainty has been a natural response, I would say. You know, I think there's been, you know, different people that are kind of walking through different things and I think this feeling of anxiety or overwhelm. And I think some, I wonder whether sometimes that comes out of isolation or a familiarity of kind of being separated. It's or, comfort, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's comfort, I think, in a sense, but... Um, so grateful to hear your story because I know it's been a bit of a roller coaster week in regard to just. It's been a crazy week actually. Yeah. That's just the tip of it. But um, yeah. it's been good though. It's yeah. all been good stuff. It's just been. I don't even know. It's. Um, it's it's been a sense of. It's been building for a little while, and it's, it's been building in our hearts. I think, I've I've seen it with Ali actually, um, just getting pulled into God's presence a lot and 
this is how it usually goes, and then at some point she'll put me along for the ride. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of been this week where I've felt some weight lifted off me. So I think mostly, mostly spiritual like junk that I've just been hanging on to, you know, stuff in my life that's that I actually don't really care about. That's just getting in the way, and this week has been a week of kind of breakthrough for that. So. so good. So if you had a word for the church about what you're believing for or hoping for, what would it be? Jeez. Uh, freedom. Freedom from the, the things that we create for ourselves. The, the comfort um, limitation. It's good. So I'm going to challenge you. You want to pray for the church? Let's pray yeah. into that then. Yeah. Father, just uh, we we've been humbled uh, this this season through the way that we're still able to connect with people um, and and that we hear from each other and and what's actually happening in our lives and some of it's scary um, and some of it is encouraging and today Lord I'd like to to ask for you to clear our minds to what's going on that we can't see that we don't stop to see and I, I just ask Father that the things that come from you and the things that are eternal that they'll be brought to the fore and that we'll just forget about the money and the, you know, the, the comfort and the, the fear of stepping into something different, that you'll just destroy that stuff and leave only what, what will remain, like what, what we can move into and, and what will bring us into your presence, Lord, because that's the thing that can actually impact our situation and, and change things for us and the people around us. So I pray, Lord, that that you would just make that easier for us. Make the things that we see and, and worry about just seem smaller each day and, and that we could take a step closer to you. And, and thank you for the stories that come out of this season and just the, the things that we don't, you know, we don't think too much about, but that you weave it all together. And so... Just do that in our community, Lord. Just weave it all together and, and bring us to a place where we can share in, in your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Um, I just want to encourage you. I actually think you're a, a man of incredible depth and wisdom. And I think you have an incredible humility about you that cuts through to the hearts of people. So be encouraged because your words bring a sense of simple truth that are powerful beyond measure. And I think you're an amazing man of God. So don't Thank underestimate you. what God's doing in your life because I think it's amazing. And I'm so grateful that you shared with us this morning. So God bless. And mm, we love you guys heaps. And so great to see what God's doing next. It's going to be an adventure. Yeah. And we'll keep praying 
for the, in the midst of the uncertainty. So good, thank you, Jaron. Um, I love hearing the heart of what God's doing in people in different contexts, and I'm a real believer that God's always working and weaving truth in all of us, and we all have a story to tell, and we all have a powerful story to tell as God continues to work in and through us. And You know, I think this morning, um, the question I have for you today and I keep forgetting to look for everyone online, sorry, I do love you, um, is um, what's the impossible that God's inviting you into? What's the reimagining that God is inviting you into? You know, according to Brueggemann, Jesus' actions lied outside the conventional possibility. I suppose in some way, Jaron and Ali's story this week has worked outside conventional possibility. By all means, they could not have written this script themselves. And you know what? Scripture says... In Luke 7, 22, where Jesus gave a report about what was happening with the activity of God in his context when he was walking the earth with the disciples. He said this, the blind received their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleaned, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. What the world holds as impossible is made possible by the transformative capacity of God. And I believe wholeheartedly what the message that the world needs to hear today is that there is a God that works outside the confines of possibility. They need hope. They need a message of healing. And we carry that message. What an amazing privilege that we have. So it's time for the church to rise up. It's time for the church to reimagine. It's time for the church to continue to, to be praying into. What could this look like if it looked different? What's God doing? Where's God leading? Where do we need to step? Where do we need to head? So we wonder whether a move beyond COVID is possible. We wonder whether a healed relationship is possible. We wonder whether our bad choices and healing from that is made possible. We wonder if our young people will have a hope and a future. We wonder if we can protect our businesses in the midst of an uncertain time. We wonder if God can heal mental, heal, heal mental illness. We wonder what that will happen with the church at these times. But the answer in scripture is very clear. Can God work an impossible, the impossible into what seems an impossible situation? Absolutely. Yes and amen. All things are possible. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. All of it is possible. But it's not going to come without the body of Christ working together as one. 
It's not going to come without us stepping into sacrificial places of space, feeling uncomfortable as part of the invitation that God may want to deconstruct some of the stuff, some of the things, some of the filters that's stopping us from stepping in to trusting that God can move in this situation differently. And it's not going to come without risk and it's not going to come without us feeling at times completely out of our depths, but that's why we need the body of Christ working together, yeah? Because we all bring a different perspective. We all bring a different piece to the puzzle. We're all there for one another. When one person's grieving, we grieve with them. When one person's joyful, we are joyful with them. We work together to see God's kingdom come. It's the way that God has designed us, which means that every person in this room brings a sense of value and purpose for what God is building. God has a great adventure ahead for us, and he's building something amazing, and it's an invitation for us to continue to join him in that process. And finally, the hardest one for me, I think, is it's not going to come without a place of repentance, a place of surrender, a place of trusting that God is a sovereign God and that I'm not. I don't have all the answers. I don't have the bigger picture. But the calling on my life is that God has. And so back in Genesis, you know, God breathed life into all creation. And the task of imagineering never finishes. It's not based on a sermon series. It's not based on what I say today. Because God never finishes breathing life ever into creation. And that includes you and me. So I'm going to get the band back up now and I'm just going to pray and I'm going to invite you again to think about that question. What is God inviting you into today? What's the imagineering? What might he want to reimagine in your own life? Maybe a filter, maybe a promise that you've let go, maybe a fear that he wants to speak into. So let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning and I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for your love and I thank you, Lord God, most of all, that you are the God of the impossible. And Lord, I want to speak that truth over, over your church, over Kingsway, over your church globally. Lord, you promise, we've sung about it today, that you promise that you make a way where there is no way. Lord God, that you can do all things. No eye has seen, nor ear heard what, though, what you have planned for those who love you. Lord, your promise in Ephesians, Lord God, is that you can do immeasurably more than anything we could ask or even imagine according to your plan within us. And so, Lord, I pray today for those who are feeling weary and heavy laden. Lord, I pray, God, that they would, that they would turn to you. Father, your word says, God, that come to me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, and you will give them rest. I pray today, Lord God, that they would find rest in the truth that you are the sovereign God, that you can do above and beyond, Lord God, anything we could ever ask, dream, or imagine. And I pray, Lord God, that we would surrender to you. I pray for those who are struggling, Lord God, today with anxiety and depression. I pray, Lord God, that the power of your Holy Spirit would bring life and breathe life back into, Lord God, those who are struggling, those who are struggling, Lord God, with a sense of overwhelm, with a sense of not knowing, with a sense of uncertainty. 
Lord, today that they would turn towards sovereign God. Lord, that we would see your transformational power at work within their lives. But Lord, today, above all, I want to thank you that you are a God who loves us. And Lord God, your motivation is always, Lord God, because you love us so. That's the story of creation. It's the story of Jesus. And it's the story that continues to unfold in all of our lives today. And so, Lord, we want to say we love you so much and we're so grateful for all you are and all you're doing in our lives. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. If you'd like to connect with us, make a financial gift, or find out more about Kingsway Churches, head to kingsway.org.au. Have a good one.